Welcome to Pete and Hannah's Watch List. I'm your host, Pete Mitchell. I'm here with my great co-host, Hannah. Hello, people. Today, we are here for the AFI Top 100 podcast, and we're at movie number 96, mm. and that is Do the Right Thing, directed by Spike Lee from 1989. Great, yeah. But before we begin, let us tell the viewers what they should do. Pretty please leave a like and subscribe to our channels and leave a comment down below on what movie you're watching this week. Hit the notification and you'll get great content like this one. If you're listening to Apple or on Spotify, don't forget to like or subscribe and tell us what you think of this episode and you'll get great content like this one. Do the Right Thing was released in June 30th, 1989, and it was selected in the 2007 Revisited AFI Top 100 Awards. Uh, Movie number 96, it went for 120 minutes. We watched it on Apple Television. We had a copy of it. Um, It's not streaming on any streaming services at the moment in Australia. Have you seen this before, Hen? No. No, it's first I time? believe it's also my first Spike Lee I haven't seen. I don't believe I've seen any of his other films. I don't. Yes, you haven't seen. Haven't seen Inside Man with uh, Denzel Washington no. about the bank robbery. No, That's a banger. Uh, Black Klansman with no, Denzel Washington. No, I never got to see that. That yeah. was the one where Spike. Uh, I heard about one. that one a lot. Yes, that one. of course. Uh, so this one, the elevator pitch for this one is: it's on the hottest day of the year. Uh, tensions are rising in, at. Fever pitch in Bedford Stuyvesant section of Brooklyn. It centers around uh, many different characters on this one street, um, and the main characters are set in the pizza shop um, owned by Italian Americans, and they have a young um, man working for them called Mookie, who is played by Spike Lee. Yeah. Uh, the Maker Studio uh, was uh, Universal Studios, and. Oh, yeah. okay. Originally, this was uh, a Paramount Pictures um, production, uh, but they did not like the ending whatsoever. And yeah, they wanted more Kumbaya at the end. Spike Lee refused, and he took it to Universal. Uh, So Universal was on a good run at the. uh, this stage in 1989, they had Field of Dreams, Parenthood, Sea of Love with the great Al Pacino, <laughs> and Back to the Future 2. The story behind Do the Right Thing, uh, it's Do the Right Thing is a phrase that um, Malcolm X used. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And this um, movie was written by Spike Lee. It's his third movie. Spike was a director of music videos, films, short films, Yeah, uh, studied at NYU, and then worked his way up and then got to his third movie, which is he wrote this script in two weeks. Um, it was based on an incident, um, uh, Howard Beach, where they yell that out at the end of this movie. Yes. Um, the budget was $6.5 million. Uh, this film um, premiered at Cannes. And a lot of critics um, criticised it because they were saying it would incite um, violence. Oh, okay. So yes, a lot was... of people were saying to the president of Universal Pictures at the time, um, Pollock, not to release it until the fall because um, summer tensions run high, especially in America. 
Um, but he was used to uh, controversy. He yeah. had a bodyguard with him 24 hours a day. Wow. Because of he released The Last Temptation of Christ, uh, directed oh, by Martin Scorsese. Okay, yeah. And uh, he got heavily criticized for that. And so he backed Spike and said, we're going to release this movie. And Spike was ever forever grateful because he said to the to the president um, of Universal Pictures, you can move it if you like, you know, like I understand wh- why you have to move it. I love it. No. Uh, a c- couple of uh, things that happened when this movie was um, being released. Uh, this movie, when there's, uh, there's a swear word every two minutes, oh, uh, yeah. Spike wrote his next movie, Mo Better Blues, um, while filming this. So he was filming during the day and writing Mo Better Blues at the time. He uh, also reprised the role of Mookie in 2012, The Red Hook Summer. Oh, really? And uh, later on in that um, those stories, uh, vampires happened. So this is the same universe. So he's saying there's vampires in this universe. That is incredible. <laughs> I love the turn. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, there is like 70 different artists uh, used in this uh, film. Mm-hmm. And Samuel Jackson uh, mentions a lot of them when he is giving his um, speech at the start or introducing the yes, radio. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what a, like, we'll go through to the cast bef- uh, later, but just an absolute banger cast in this uh, movie. Uh, let's talk about the director, Spike Lee. So, yeah. he. Um, this is his third film. Um, he's directed such great films as Malcolm X, Black Klansman, Inside Man, 25th Hour, He Got Game. Um, Malcolm X is just an absolute stunning film yeah. starring Denzel Washington. He has uh, a great relationship with Denzel. He um, They work together on Inside Man. They work mm. together on uh, He Got Game as well. Um, but yeah... What a great director. Uh, writes all his films. He has a, a unique style. Yes, I really liked it when I was watching this film. Yeah, it's like it's always um, on your edge of your seat. You, uh, things are getting well, thrown at you. Yeah, and he's and uniquely telling the story from yeah. the perspective he was writing in it. And I like that a lot. You could tell. Uh, he also stars in um, the first few films that he was um, directed, but he's uh, later slowed that sort of down. What, uh, what did you think of his acting in this in this film? Ah, uh, I don't mind it. I mean, I don't find the his character honestly to be that much. Like, I found his acting got a little bit better towards the end of it. I thought he was just he was just a character pulling things along. Yeah. At the start, and then. When he like really comes together at the end, I like I still I start to yeah. see it because he really like he really embodies the character and the feelings yeah. of that moment. I don't know. It's well, just... I think he did really well to like because he not only wrote this movie but he also produced it. Yeah. he also directed it. So there's a and lot. And he's acting it. He's got a lot going on. A lot on your plate, but I guess it's great because then he can do it the I, way he. Oh, I thought he. It. I thought his acting was. It's. Out of all the movies that he um, acted in and directed, and re- I thought this is his best acting. Uh, he might be one of the best uh, director actors. There's well, not, there's not, there's not a lot of them that can do both very well. What did you think of Bradley Cooper? I love Bradley Cooper. I think I would. I honestly prefer his directing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love his acting. I just think I prefer his directing because I think he's a really interesting and director. You've got- 
Clint Eastwood, he was another uh, actor director. Um, better. Uh, his his acting is iconic more than I'd say it's groundbreaking. But it's I would go his acting more than his directing. Even though, like, I've only seen I yeah. think I've seen one of his works, his um, directing movies, and yeah. I just uh, yeah, no, I would choose his acting. Whereas I think Spike Lee really really showcases like just how important yeah. him he was in this movie for sure. Uh, costume design was by Ruth Carter and Ruth Carter worked with Spike a lot and she won an Academy Award for her work on Black Panther I love it yeah no it's great great costume design in this as well okay so let's talk about some of the actors it's important Uh, okay so the lead actor other than Spike uh, was Denny Aiello he um, plays this pizza shop guy Sal He was in Godfather Part 2. Yeah. He was in Once Upon a Time in America, which is a famous yeah, gangster yeah. pick. And he was also in Hudson Hawk. <laughs> is it? Yes, Bruce he Willis. is. That's what I was like. I was like, I've seen this guy in a movie. I've watched way too many times. Yeah. And it was Hudson, Hudson Hawk. <laughs> Originally, he wasn't supposed to be in this movie. Mm. Um, it was supposed to be Robert De Niro. Uh, but Robert oh, Niro okay. turned it down because he thought he'd played this character too many times. Danielle didn't like this because it was a, a stereotype. But then he had a meeting with Spike and oh, um, he went for it. Yeah, no, I, that's interesting. Uh, Ruby D um, plays Mother Sister. She is um, a great um, actress. Uh, she was in American Gangster. Yeah. Which is one of our favourites. Um, Bill Nunn, which was in New Jack City, he was also mm. the cop in uh, Sister Act. Uh, <laughs> he okay, plays yeah. uh, Radio Rahim. Uh, John Turturro plays Sal's son. Um, Big Lebowski, Transformers. Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> to every time I see him. Uh, Ozzy Davis, uh, I remember him as a kid from The Client with uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, Love cool. Movie. Love that movie. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito, like, he's, like, a, just a famous yeah, television actor. I love him. Uh, recently, he was in Breaking Bad, but he also plays the big bads in... In both The Boys and in The Mandalorian. Mandalorian. He was both in. Yeah. Uh, great. Fantastic actor. Yeah. As you say, choose the scenery. <laughs> and I love his costume in this. It is a really good... He's The haircut and everything. Yeah, haircut, he's got, he's yeah, got it all glasses, going on. yeah. Uh, Rosie Perez is in this, um, White Man Can Jump fame. Yeah. Uh, this is her first film role as well. Oh. Um, she met Spike in a nightclub, uh, in LA. Lovely. Um, she thought Spike was coming on to her, but he was trying to give her a, a role. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Hey, you want to go out? No. Do you want a job? <laughs> like, <laughs> The great um, Samuel L. Jackson's in this and uh, uh, he, uh, radio uh, DJ. He, the just the small role and he's, yeah. he bodies so so much greatness. Uh, Martin Lawrence, is this, this is his yes. film role as well. He's so young in this. Um, uh, Frankie Faison is also in this. Uh, you might remember from Trading Places. Um, he plays like the janitor. He's in like heaps of different movies yeah. now. Uh, he was one of the three guys on the stoop and they were like yes, um, yeah, outside yeah. the Korean shop and they were like just constantly, just, they were all ad-lib lines that the whole scene of the, those guys were doing. Which really works for yeah, the really film works. because it's, really it's, it's the whole, yeah. it's also the whole idea of the film having this very yeah. um, uh, realistic, I guess, vibe to the whole, like just, you know, natural feeling. Yeah. Uh, reaction to the film at the time. So, um, 
the box office uh, was $37 million, which is pretty successful considering it was a, yes. a $6 million film at the time. Uh, the critics at the time, Roger Ebert loved it. He had tears in his eyes when he first saw this movie. <laughs> Love that. He loves a good story. Uh, New York Times called it a big movie and held Spike Lee as the first multi-threat uh, since Woody Allen. Um, but some critics did yeah, say okay. that they thought that this movie was inciting violence. Yeah, I don't think it does that. Uh, Spike Lee later like, talked about it on a podcast and he did not get the criticism at the time. Uh, yeah. Um, awards. Uh, there was two nominations. Um, one nomination was for acting for Denny Aiello and Spike Lee was nominated for writing. Um, it didn't win any awards. It's It was famously yeah. snubbed for Best Picture. Oh, okay. Uh, so let's have a look at the Oscars of that year. Let's hand. do it. Um, yeah, okay. 1989 is such an industry year. Great blockbusters. So let's talk about... Uh, we'll go um, Daniello first. He lost to Denzel Washington Glory. Now, I've seen Glory. Yeah. And, yeah, there was no way he was going to get beat. Uh, Denzel. 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 <laughs> um, let's talk about the uh, directing. So Spike could have been up for directing, but he the winner was um, Born on Fourth July, Oliver Stone. Oh, Wow. Uh, nominees were Crime Misdemeanors, Woody Allen, Dead Poets Society, Peter Weir, Henry oh. V, Kenneth Branagh, and My Left Foot, Jim Sheridan. So, good competition there, actually. Uh, and Best Picture. Okay, so these are the nominees. And see if you can yep. squeeze... Um, Tell me. See if you can squeeze, do the right thing into this. Okay. So, My Left Foot, which is about a guy that only has control of uh, one foot. I, I... And that is... Played by Daniel Day Lewis. Then you got ah. Dirty Dreams. Then you got Ooh. Dead Poet Society. Then Ooh. you got Born on the Fourth of July and then Driving Miss Daisy. Now, I think this is where it should have been nominated. And this is um, maybe going off early on the hottest take. Uh, but I think this is this is the best picture of that year out of all those pictures. So you just named okay. Yeah. You named um, well. I don't think dry, like, Dead Poet Society, yeah. and you named well. Feel the dreams is a strange one to be there because yeah. I love that movie. Really we, successful. We both really love that movie. Yeah. It's a brilliant film, but it is a strange film to go. Yeah, that's an Academy Award nominee. <laughs> and for my left foot, like yeah, great. My left foot. Why great is acting? it there? Yeah. Great. When I hear Daniel Day-Lewis, I'm like, oh, great acting, but the movie's probably yeah. just like, you know, no, it's no all right. No, like Jim Sheridan, but like Spock should have been uh, nominated for Best Director. And oh, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. should have nominated for Best Picture. And I think that that's the win. Now, if you have a look at where Spike was nominated uh, for um, writing, this is where like, writing, a lot of people yeah. say, okay, he should have won for this. But I believe he should have. One for Best Picture. I think this is the picture, reason yeah. why because he was up against Sex Lies and Videotape by Steven Spielberg. He was uh-huh. up against Crimes and Misdemeanors by Woody Allen. He was up against Nora Ephron for When Harry Met Sally. Oh, and he was up against Dead Poets Society. Tom Shulman. Dead, po- Dead oh, Poets Society yeah. won. Yeah, yeah. But I think that should have gone to the great Nora, Nora Ephron. <laughs> yeah, that that script so for I, Harry Met Sally is incredible. That should have been um, one. Best screenplay, and yeah, I think Spike I, should have won for best picture. hundred percent. After it. I know, I I only know those most of those films from pop culture, really. Yeah. Then, uh, but honestly, like 
they, I don't think they really, you know, stood the test of time. I don't know. It's just strange. It's still strange to me that a movie called My Left Foot and Field of Dreams, which is a beloved movie. Yeah, for sure. You but, know? like, I just don't understand. I don't understand why it's there. Yeah, like, this like... movie had something to say. And then in the Oscars that Sorry. year, there was a famous, uh, Kim Basinger was introducing the award and she got in trouble because she said there's five um, good films that have something to say, but the, the the movie that had most to say didn't get nominated and she was inferring to um, do the right yeah, thing. Yeah, 100%. And then Spike Lee later thanked her yeah. to say um, that was big of her, she, yeah. even though she got in a lot of trouble. Yeah, no, stand up. Also, Field of Dreams, but Harry Met Sally for script and not Best Picture as well. That's so strange. I just don't, I just don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> That's so weird. I just don't understand. <laughs> No, that was like the Oscars get it wrong so many times, <laughs> That's and so strange. and like and then they like Black Clansman's a great movie, but you cannot tell me that mm, that movie mm. was better than Do, Do the, right the Right Thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I love Do the Right Things because it's it's a very nuanced film. Yeah, it's, like it. Yeah, it makes it's you one, think. It and it's just I just love. Um, yeah, no, I just love how this film really builds as a, yeah. as a movie because a lot of films really struggle with them. Building, yeah. like building the scenery and, it, and aspect. And... I'm like a, a lot of criticism about the ending, but I love the ending. Oh no, I love the ending. That's the best part. Yeah, because it's just it's yeah. You kind of the world's not perfect. It doesn't fit into a no. Box. And then you just you got to move on yeah. the next day. You got to yeah. go. I agree. Uh, the next uh, category that we like to talk about is the reaction to the film. So recently, so uh, Letterbox. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes is 92%. Letterbox is 4.4. Really high. Yeah, yeah. IMDb, 8.9. And Metascore, Metacritic score, 93. Yeah, yeah. Has there anything been written about it recently? Yes. 2019, Richard Brody of The New Yorker mm. wrote a, a great article um, talking about the enduring legacy yes. of uh, Spike's vision. Yeah. I, was, I read a little bit of this. Yeah. yeah. It's actually... And not only that, in the film... Like, even, uh, so the famous trash can scene where a trash can gets thrown in. Yeah. It's been used in, um, different, like, different shows have spoofed it, like Boondocks, obviously, and, um, Bob's Burgers even done something similar to it. Well, that scene with the trash can, a lot of people have, um, talked that, uh, Mookie was actually trying to save the shops. Yeah. Like, the guy's lives, because he was trying to break it down. Like, you you break the shop, don't break these guys, because those guys were really under attack at that stage. Yeah, so, basically, when a mob is ensuing violence, doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter wh- why or anything. Yeah. They will... It's... It's we're over. It's overcome with like yeah. feelings, and so they need to get it out. Yeah. And he chose... To, he chose to... The direction of where it should go. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Uh, hot take. So uh, every week we like to look at our hottest take. We do a segment on movie news every week with uh, clickbait. Uh, this week, my hottest take is this is not even Spike's best movie, even though it should have won Best Picture. Oh, it's not Spike's best. I think Malcolm X is his best movie. Okay, yeah. That was the first movie I ever saw of Spike's. Yeah. Um, when I was um, a teenager... I was going back through Spike's catalog. I watched Malcolm X first because I knew of Malcolm X. That go movie goes for three hours. It is fantastic. Yeah. Denzel Washington is amazing. Spike plays a part in that movie as well. Yeah. Um, it's just 
It's so good, that movie. Is, it is a, bef- um, um, a man before his time making a, a biopic that actually has something to say. It is fantastic. Is, and if any of those who haven't seen it, it actually should be on this list. This Yeah, I was going to ask, it is, is, this, really, is there any more of his work, or Spike no, Lee's work on this? this is the only one. This is the only one? Yeah. Interesting. Malcolm X is amazing, and Denzel Washington, like, I just do not understand how he didn't win best actor that year he was incredible uh so that's my hottest take uh let's go over to our usual uh reviews yes um reasons to hannah uh this movie has a very interesting way of building tension like i've never seen before yeah this film deals with um the idea of um i guess um what would you call it like um our uh, like racial perception, yeah, yeah, like, like just the way, like a neighborhood, you know, has so many different people living in it, yeah, and but under the surface, all of them have this like seething kind of like hate, but yeah, they yeah. don't, they don't, they don't necessarily bring it out every day. Like yeah. they're not going to incite violence. Mm-hmm. They're just you know living day to day, and then all it takes is just that one moment to completely change it's how like, he's like he's got this. This whole street just like on a slow boil. And yes, it's just because boiling it's, all the, day. it's the ho- they like even like yeah. it's the hottest day, and so everyone's emotions are up to the surface because you're hot. You're like, oh, I don't want to be here right now, yeah. and you're just having all these people coming to their worst point in life. Oh, it's so interesting. Yeah. I just usually I hate. Um, so I don't like usually multiple stories i yep. don't like i don't love like oh it's one neighborhood coming together because i i like to focus on one character or characters and then build yeah but the way he does it in this film is so, so is so good and it really just other yeah, reasons I'm, to see it's got a great soundtrack like oh yeah no the the i was banging my head along the it was, track <laughs> it was uh, fight the power by public enemy was played at the, the poignant scene um, yes, when Radio yes, Rahim yes. brings the radio into Sal's Pizzeria. Radio Rahim. Wow. Like, I, that song is amazing. I, just, I also just love the unique characters. Yeah. And that they're, they're obviously oh. um, picture, like, uh, you know, over-characterized, but you would, like, in a sense yeah. that he found, like, that would be people. And, like, just what a cast. Like it, They really, they really, like, they do subtle but poignant performances in the entire thing. absolutely brilliant. I just, yeah. I I don't know. I just really liked. I also love the directing of this movie. The, the s- way um, scenes of like because um, you know some characters are more intimidating, yeah. And so you have the camera pan a certain way to really focus on oh. the fact that a character, how people are perceiving that, and it's like it's something yeah, subtle. How he shoots the um, the brownstones like from Street View up, and yeah, like, it's how he shoots so clever. Just even like certain characters and their conversations, like it's completely unique to this film. The scene where um, the mayor and um, mother sister embrace. Like just gives mm-hmm. me it gives me goosebumps just watching that. Yeah. Like she is wailing for Radio Raheem. And, and and the and the mayor comes across, um the great Ozzy Davis comes across and like those two were actually um Ruby D and Ozzy Davis like they're married in, they were married in real life. That's so sweet. And like that's it. Like just I was still thinking about it, just gives me goosebumps. Yeah. It's just Well, it's yeah, yeah. a brilliant. Yeah. It's that's brilliant. Uh, reasons not to see, like we said it before, but like if you're looking for a happy ending, if you're looking <laughs> no. for them to hug at the end and just make it all right, 
Like, no. this movie was like 30 years ago and it's still uh, not right. Yes, that's the most horrible thing about it is that it still, this kind of thing yeah. still happens. Even though this is a fictionalized version of events. Yeah. This exact well, kind in the of like post credits scene, there's like a yeah, what the, they're talking about Malcolm X and um, well, uh, you know, Martin Luther King, and then it also names people that are history. Have lost their life by history cops. is right there. We seem yeah. to repeat it, so it's it's very interesting, Millie. Uh, does this movie deserve to be higher on the list? I'd say yes, yeah, for sure. I think a hundred percent. I don't know what we're go- we're in for, but I could definitely just thought. Yeah, it was for me. I was like, why is, like, I can see why it's on this list because of, like, as American culture goes, yeah. it's definitely deserving to be on this list because yeah. it's a it's a great reflection for sure. And they were doing the list. If they were doing the list today, I'd say it's top thirty. Yeah, well, because then when I got to the uh, the climax of this movie, I was like, no, this is a hundred percent. This is yeah. how well done this movie is. Yeah, it's before its time. Yeah, well. yeah. it's incredible. Uh, would you buy it on Blu-ray? Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. Uh, would you watch this again? Hundred. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I actually would. I would. I. Yeah. I'd love to. Do, I, I'd love to. Uh, rating for this movie, I would say. Oh, I would say it's a banger. I'd say it's a banger too. Oh, I like. I just watching it. I really love everything. I like the directing. Yeah. I really love the the writing. Uh, it just goes to show, like when I said this should be best picture, it should have been. Yeah, it's, no. it is like it. I don't think the writing's perfect. I don't think the directing's perfect. But no, as, I, a, as a whole picture, it works really it well works. together. It yeah, works. no, you you can't pick things out. Yeah, it, it works together. One hundred percent. And I, uh, yeah, you know, it's a really, yeah, it is a really great best. It's what, a, it should have been a best. Like picture. when you, when I said to you, okay, last week when I said, oh, next is do the right thing. Well, what were you like? Uh, expectations I, of it. I had no idea. All I knew is that Samuel Jackson was in it. That's, yeah. that's all I knew. And Spike Lee, which I hadn't... My perception, the only things I've heard about Spike Lee were that he sits on the sidelines of basketball courts yeah. that and watches yeah. basketball. Well, if you love this movie, you, you, I think you'd love a lot of other Spikes uh, watching. Yeah. So, yeah, get watching him. Yeah, <laughs> Spike Marathon. Uh, so that is it for Do the Right Thing number 96. And we say it's a definite watch again. And rating for this one is a banger, which is four stars on the Pete Hannah's watch list. Uh, next week is The Last Picture Show, which is um, Peter Bogdanovich. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can get that on Apple TV as well. Uh, leave the feedback, good and bad, and we'll read the best ones on the show. Uh, last week, some of the feedback feedback was negative about my takes on Blade Runner. Um, uh, yep, it happened. So, you know, I was Thank you, fair. society. A lot, of, a lot of people said, uh, yeah, we agree with Hannah and not so Pete. So yes. They didn't find it yes. I did, So I'm sorry about my opinions. Uh, I'll keep them to myself in future. Oh, wait. I do. I no, do. no, no, I no, no. I love... No. No, no. Because society will come back at me one day. Yeah. Um, that is it for the show today. Don't forget that we have a lot of content on the channel at the moment. Yes. Uh, we have the Christmas draft, which we did yes. with Danny and Bonnie, which was, um, some, yeah, it was nice messages about that. Um, we'll start voting this week, um, for the winner of the Christmas draft. Uh, you can catch that on Apple podcast. Also on YouTube, you can listen to as well. And then on Spotify, uh, we've got today. AFI next mm-hmm. week is um, last pitch show. 
Uh, this week we have the first annual Watchies. Watchies. I'm very excited. this Wednesday. Then we'll uh, do a special edition of movie uh, What's Next, which will um, wrap up like... wrap up four Boxing Day movies, mm. which is the busiest, busiest day in Australian cinema. Yes. And then we'll have a special Friday edition of Movie News, which will preview the next week's movies. Yep. And then we'll have the usual blockbuster, um, you know, back yep. to 2016 uh, championship belt holder, Henna. Yes. Thank you. Oh, for joining oh, us today. Um, really appreciate it. Um, until next week when we f- watch the last picture show, mm-hmm. if you can watch it at home if you like before watching the podcast. It's bye for now. Bye.